What's up, everybody? Today, I am excited to announce my guest. He's a two-time first-team NJAC All-Conference DB, one-time All-ECAC, second-team member, and the utmost definition of a diamond in the rough, my guy, Isaiah Mitchell. How's it going? Doing well yourself, man. How you doing? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. So, my guy, you are from Middletown, Delaware. Tell us a little bit about Middletown and what makes it so unique. Okay, so uh, a lot of backstory on me here. Originally from Amityville, New York. Oh, if uh, you're familiar with the Amityville Horror, that's where I'm from. It's a true story in case you're wondering. Um, <laughs> but um, Middletown, um, I'd like to say, like I said, Amityville raised me and, you know, mold, and Middletown molded me. I've always told everyone I met that. Um, I mean, the community is the definition of, um, you know, just a built tight community and it that's uh starts with the football team and the school in general you know you know academics with that being first um and just I've never seen anything like it when they say you know on Friday nights when the town closes and uh everybody's at the football game that's literally the truth (laughs) you know superstar in high school you know with little kids coming up to me and you know that made it easier to transition into college on how you're supposed to you know um portray yourself as an individual, you know, as a student athlete, you know, as a person, you know, how to mold yourself into becoming a man, you know, my uh, specific, um, you know, needs. But yeah, so I mean, Middletown was great. I mean, the coaching staff is amazing. I uh, played under Coach Del Percio. Um, he actually, uh, you know, went to coach in Texas, you know, he went, had a dream to coach high school football in Texas. So he left after uh, a year or two after I left. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've got nothing but you know, great memories there and great friendships. So, yeah. So you, so you went to Middletown to play football? Is that, is that what you're yeah. saying? So I, uh, I, my, my grandmother raised me uh, in, uh, in Amityville. Uh, my, my parents actually passed away when I was younger. So uh, my grandma raised me from 12 months to uh, 13 years old. And, you know, things in Amityville, uh, it was more or less like the school system. I guess it wasn't clicking with what, you know, my family wanted me to do, my grades were kind of falling a little bit. So I moved to Middletown and uh, with my aunt and my uncle. Um, you know, a little bit, I'd like to say that it was, it was luck, you know, but, but uh, yeah, a little bit was for football for me too as well. You know, I, I realized that I was going to be playing with Chris Godwin and uh, Darius Wade, uh, which are just two, you know, big names to, you know, I don't want to not, you know, uh, shout out everybody else because the 2012 team was the greatest team that ever played in Delaware. I've, I arguably uh, in, um, in Middletown history, not just in Middletown, but in Delaware history. So yeah, partially was for football. Yeah, I got a little bit of a similar story too. Like I've been around the country. Like I live with my grandma in Georgia for a little bit, moved up to Seattle, lived with my aunt and uncle, came back here, live with my mom. So I've been around a little bit wow, too. Yeah. So yeah. I feel you there. We can relate there. But uh, what was your recruiting process like? And uh, are you happy you ended up at Wesley? Okay, so my recruiting process honestly was a little tough. Um, I'd say uh, a lot of things were last minute. Um, I got kind of lucky too. Um, as far as not coming out of high school with no offers, that was a little upsetting to me. Um, I had multiple calls, you know, on, on, on coaches coming by and saying, um, you know, more or less my thing was the great thing. Um, I think that's what it was. You know, there's, there's many different, you know, who ends or I mean, why's what happened. I don't like to harp on the past. I more or less try to move forward. But um, my recruiting process, like I said, was tough. I didn't have much help as far as, I mean, Coach Percio helped me. I don't want to sit here and say nobody helped me. Um, and also, I did a lot of seven-on-sevens with uh, Coach Dane Daniels, too. You know, he's a big name around Delaware. Helps out a lot of guys. Um, and also, one of my Coach Nate, my senior year, who 
who also helped me out. But our uh, recruiting process was tough. Like I said, I got lucky with Coach Lyle Hemphill, who now coaches at, um, uh, where is it called? The Deeks. Um, oh, my God. I'm losing train of thought right now. But anyway, originally he recruited me out of Stony Brook. And um, he was a defensive coordinator there. And uh, his dad coaches, you know, is on the board for high school football in Delaware. And he just kind of got me, slid me in uh, to Stony Brook last minute, you know, gave me an opportunity to be a walk on. And I went to camp. So, you know, I wasn't really sure what preferred was with all of that. Yeah. Um, I was still kind of new. Everybody only knew about, you know, going, getting an offer. That's what everybody wants. I mean, you know, to pay for college if, if it's possible. But I ended up at Wesley because of Coach Drass, who, you know, rest in peace to him. He's actually passed away. Um, the year after I, uh, I, I came here. Um, but I, I, cho- I, I, even though I was speaking to um, Coach Lyle Hemphill and after I was recruited there, I spent the year at Stony Brook, um, I ended up coming back to Wesley because he spoke to me still, like after Coach Hemphill did that day, uh, he came to recruit me at high school. And Coach, Coach Drass was just like, hey, you know, I know you're going to Stony Brook, you know, you got a lot of talent, but if you, uh, if you still want to, you know, give me a call. I'm always on the line. So I remember not being happy with, you know, how um, walk-ons were being treated. Um, I mean, people are like to say, you know, you stay, you stay the course. Sometimes it, you get the end results you want. Sometimes you don't. So I felt like I wanted to play football. I wanted to show what I can do. And I mean, I think I just, I did just that when I transferred to Wesley and um, I was uh, welcomed with open arms. So that's a big fact. And I was actually it transitions well into the next question. Cause over the past two seasons at Wesley, you have 76 tackles, five and a half TFLs, five picks, fumble recovery, seven pass breakups, block amongst other things. Um, you looking forward to building off those numbers for your senior year? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, my biggest thing, oh, my sophomore year was a, uh, was a jump, you know, from, uh, well, actually it was hard for me cause I redshirted at Stony Brook, you know, so that was a year of football. I didn't, I didn't really, I missed out on, you know, biting at the chops trying to play. Uh, come sophomore year, I transferred. It was, uh, I basically started as a freshman again at Wesley. And um, that was hard because it was a new system. I came literally the day before camp ended uh, or the day before our first scrimmage. And eh, like, I'd say roughly three to four days because I played in the scrimmage. So it was a certain amount of practices you're allowed to have. So I did have practices to be able to uh, pad up. And um, it was it, it was tough, but it definitely I didn't get to play as much my freshman year. I'm oh, sorry about that. Well, you're good. I didn't get to play as much my freshman year, so I'm, well my redshirt freshman year. So that was another thing that was tough, you know, and welcoming to like humbling myself on the college atmosphere. You know, understanding, look, this is college. These these kids is these men are here to play. You know, and, and there's no crying about it. You you got to work, or you or you or you get left behind. So. I mean, that was my big thing, just, you know, got to work in. And that's what I did. Come the next year, I uh, actually got a starting position, you know, playing next to a, a great safety who got me most of my picks. And I uh, went into my junior with a lot of pressure on myself, like, oh, I need to break a record or I need to keep going. Like, no one's going to find me if I don't get picks. So I can, you know, I'm a ball hawk or PBU, so on and so forth. Um, so I guess that kind of led me a lot to have a lot of pressure this season. I didn't get any picks, so <laughs> kind of backfired on me. I mean, it's all good. I think I think coaches just like overall just the physical, you know, nature of a corner. I think they would much rather see a corner who goes out there and just hits someone like you do, you know, rather than necessarily a guy who gets a lot of picks. You know, um, like three of the first round corners this year 
or like top two round corners or this year only had like three or four picks, you know? So like, it's not all about picks and like, you're a dog. So like, you're just going to ball out and do your thing, my guy. Um, but take us into like a small school college game day. Like everybody knows about like big school game days, right? Like where you just like basically have the whole day, like you don't really got to go to class, anything like that. Take us into what it's like at like a small school. Okay. So, um, uh, small school game days. Wow. I mean, it's, it's, I, I definitely say, especially being within the state I played in, um, it's definitely feels like a, um, a middle town South is what I call it. Like, it's like almost like home. Cause it's like such a tight knit community behind a, a program that was created by such a great guy. You know, I mean, he's coached, uh, he's been at the head of the helm 29 years. Uh, his best friend actually took over coach, um, Nat, you know, also a great guy. Um, but the the energy from fans, you know, and people who actually know who you are and, and know what you go through and, and understand that is, is way different than, than obviously millions of people, thousands of people cheering your name on and buying your jersey, which is great too. Um, uh, I, I, I just feel like football, at that point, football is football. You know, I believe just like they do. So, <laughs> I mean, I show up on a Saturday and get dressed, uh, spat my cleats, you know, and yes, sir. So uh, they, at the end of the day, I've always kept that mindset. You know, you got to play me just like I, I, I cut, I bleed, you know. So that's how I see it. Facts. That's what's up. Um, so give me your – give me three artists on your pregame playlist. Uh, whew, three artists on my pregame. A Boogie for sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so A Boogie for sure because, I mean, uh, he, he just explains everything to me. So, like, mm. Like, just the way he does it, like, it's yeah, just... He's an emotional like, rapper, for sure. Yeah, an emotional rapper. And, and of course, you know, like I said before, I um, I play with so much emotion as far as, like, just the stuff, I've, the obstacles I've had to overcome, you know, being my um, situation and stuff like that. Uh, my second artist would probably be Polo G. Okay. Um, I definitely like Polo G. Uh, and, a, and another artist, hmm, hmm, who could be my third artist? I'd say Pop Smoke. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace, Pop. Yes, sir. That's those are some fire artists right there. That's a hell of a pregame track. (laughs) I also, I I definitely also switch it around a little bit. People don't know a lot about me. I I definitely don't discriminate when it comes to music because I'm. I like to consider myself an artist as myself. But um, I like country rock, all that. Like, I mean, I, I discriminate. Yeah, like I love everything. Yeah, fire. Um. Give me your funniest locker room moment, like maybe an experience that like that, that you can obviously say that like, you know, it's just it really just stands out. Um, wow. I mean, obviously every football player knows what goes on, um, you know, in the locker room as far as fighting yeah. and, and all that stuff, like <laughs> each other. So besides that point, um, uh, the shadow boxing that we've been doing that a lot of people have been doing lately, like as far as like, you know, it was more like a, a a sports trend I saw, but um, but yeah, like so one day in the locker room, me and my teammates, we didn't just shadow box with me and a friend of mine. He, you know, hopefully you have him on the show in a couple of years or so. He's a, I believe he's a sophomore. Um, but me and him were doing shadow boxing to a to a beat. Like you know, I'm a clown as it is. There's many moments of, but this is one I remember specifically because we just had the whole locker room locked in on what we were doing, and it was. And it was a rainy day. We actually went out there first, and it was lightning, so they they postponed us for like three hours. So we're in there bored, like with all this energy warming up, yeah. like like. And that was just like I'd say 
that kind of like just I sat back and really watched everybody and just laughed and to see how smiled on people's faces was. So that's probably one of the uh who's your biggest inspiration? My biggest inspiration. Wow, I mean I I that's hard for me because I take a little piece from everybody and and I know that's kind of like doing away with your question. I'll still give you an answer. Oh, no. I, I do the same thing, bro. Trust me. <laughs> it's so hard because it's like, like a lot of people inspire me, even the littlest people, like they don't even know, like, give me a um, list. Yeah. Like exactly. Like I could be down, but I'm always happy. It's weird. Like I wake up and I won't, I won't show, like, I try not to show like how I'm like pain more or less more than um, happiness. You know, I feel like there's no need to, you know what I mean? You wake up in this morning, you wake up in the morning and I'm breathing. Like, at, at least that that should that should be you know a happy happy moment right there as it is but I say yeah I'd like I take a piece from everybody like I don't really have one big inspiration as far as I mean my friends too like and my daughter I mean you know when, you, when she smiles at me it's just nothing nothing better than that but yeah I'd say to this day the most inspiration I've had was probably from my parents I mean just you know thinking like possibly hopefully I get to see them one day or am I making them proud you know like I just uh, when I was 20, my freshman year in college, I actually received a video. I never knew how they sounded before. I received a video, and 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 uh, it was a video of them talking, and that just like exploded my mind because it was just like we we take for granted such little things like that, hearing right. your mother's voice or hearing your father's voice or hearing a friend's voice, and you know they could be gone in seconds. So that's my inspiration, just to live, you know, really in them. So yeah. facts, bro. I, I am the exact same way. Like I just wake up every day, like. It's just a new day, another opportunity. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but what sets you apart from other small school DBs trying to go pro? What, what do you think, like, really just sets you apart? I'd say not just my experience. Um, you know, our, I've had Division One experience. Let's, let's, you know, put it where it is. I mean, uh, at the same time, there's football is football. But they're, you know, they're elite for a reason. And, yeah, at their speed, at their pace. Um, I've, I've, you know, clocked in some great coaches. I've had some um, – so I feel like the diff what different differentiates me from them is you know just my um, my knowledge of the game on top of um, you know how I play like just my my I just feel like I'm authentic like I'm 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 not anything anybody is and I I don't want to try to be anything anybody is I just want to be me and that I I just feel like that sets me apart and yeah <laughs> yeah and your vibes electric my guy. Um, so, I mean, I guess only answer part of my next question then <laughs> because you, you're super authentic. But uh, who's like, the, who do you think the best DB in the NFL right now is? And then do you try to model your game after anyone? I know you say you're authentic, but there's got to be someone out there. You yeah, so, um, so a DB that I um, think like who just – and it's a little ironic because I've had my hair colored before just like him, and I do wear the number seven. But Tyron Matthew, I hey. mean, barely a corner, but like – Oh my God, he has corner tendencies. He could play the slot. Uh, he could cover the slot like any person can in the NFL. And to me, a slot receiver is way much harder to cover than number one. Granted, there's so much more body to, and they can, you know, jump ball over you and stuff like that. But oh my God, he just brings that energy. And he doesn't need to always talk about it. You know, people, he's misled like uh, of, of what, you know, they thought he was. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's easy to sit here and point fingers. Um, but it's 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 hard to to actually get to know a person. I think he, he's my favorite because of that. You know, no no one really knows who he is. Like, uh, just a little off topic here. A, a quote of mine I seen in actually the movie N.W.A. 
uh, Ice Cube said, what do you, you know, he was talking about, you know, they were talking about how bad the language was in his music. He's like, what do you see when you walk outside of your house? I see AKs and Glocks or something like that, like guns and stuff. And he was just like, so how can you tell me how I feel? That's how I kind of see like Tyree and Matthew. People like portrayed him as something before he even got to the league because he made some mistakes and which is like a lot of NFL players. And he just, you know, fought through it. And his play on the field speaks for itself. You know, I mean, I don't even speak on that. I, mean, I just want to speak on him as a person because they know what he does. I mean, he's in the position he is for a reason. Yeah, I was super happy when he got that ring with Kansas City this past year. So yes. that's what's up. Um, who's the best player you've ever played with and then the best player you've ever played against? Okay, so the best player at I At any ever, level. At any level, okay. The best pet player I ever played with would definitely be Chris Godwin. And um, he's uh, in high school. I played with him, like I, I've said before. Um, he was just wow. I mean, talk about you guy you could send on a fade ball and just throw the ball up and and not have to worry about it ever. You know what I mean? He was just electrifying as a player. As a he turned the whole stadium up like, and he did it so humbly. Like standing next to him on the field, like I would be running for a tackle. And I see a shadow, a dark shadow run past me and take it before me. And I'd just be like, whoa. Um, and also, he was a great person off the field, too. He went to Penn State after his freshman year, came back and taught me everything. Like, you know, as far as, like, you know, routes as a receiver, like how you should be breaking stuff off, level padding, like, you know, things like that. Um, and that was literally, like, in a couple of days, he, he showed up to workouts and stuff and, and, and did that, you know. And he's always been that person you could call, like, if you have questions, like, you know, stuff like that. He's ready to answer. Like he's he's not mean about not answering you. You know, and stuff like that. Like some Hope some get guy, him on the show. <laughs> honestly, hopefully, like I, I, I'm like yeah. You, hopefully, I can get him on the show. I can pull a couple strings. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, that was who I the best player I think I played with. Um, best player I played against. Wow. Um, that is a good one. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, I'd say in high school, um, I, again, and I mean, I, cause I didn't, uh, yeah. And I'd say in high school, I'd say, uh, Quadri best player I, I played against was Quadri. And that's like, as far as who I've guarded, um, and, uh, Quadri Henderson, he went to AI DuPont high school. Um, he played at Pitt. Uh, another great I also played with him on seven on seven I played Picked my next on Madden actually yeah exactly <laughs> my next, uh, who's right there with him my next guest of who who the best player I played against um would probably be his uh his brother I mean his brother I'm sorry about that excuse me they're like brothers but uh Darnell Savage um he uh he, he also played with me too as well for team seven on seven team Delaware um I, oh my god I watched those Team's two stacked yeah yo we we Jesus. had yeah, Kobe Reader, you know who that is. Um, Troy Reader's little brother he plays for the Rams. Um, yeah, that team was stacked. But yeah, Darnell Savage. Oh my God, I watched him with a hurt Achilles. Or yeah, I think it was he had a, a something was I can't couldn't remember. It. Excuse me for that. But uh, but yeah, we were up in Florida. Oh my God, we were playing uh, at Brand in Brandonton at IMG, and um, I watched this kid hurt, destroy. Come, he was only playing defense, mind you. He came on offense to play running back because I think Quadri got hurt. And and this man took over. Like, he just took over. So at, at that point, I knew he was he was going somewhere. Like, so. Yeah. 
Jesus. Um, <laughs> any advice to the young athletes out there? Um, I'd say, uh, I'd say the number one thing is make sure, you know, you, you stay focused. Like, uh, I mean, and that sounds a little broad, but like, like it's the truth. Like, you know, stay focused and understand what, what, what the goal is. Like, I feel like sometimes I let, I got down on myself because, um, I thought like, um, I felt like I, at a point I did hit a little depression de- transferring from, you know, D1 to D3. And I was like, oh, I thought too much about what people cared, what people thought about me, if I would play, uh, what mon- how I would handle money. Like, and I mean, things work themselves out and they slowly are. And I'm still, you know, everybody struggles sometimes. But, um, but you know, if you have faith and, and you keep working hard, you know, who's to stop you? You know what I mean? Uh, my car freaking broke down yesterday and a person I don't even know stopped by, picked me up, took me to AutoZone, um, bought me a hydraulic lift and a brand new, um, a brand new wrench because my wrench literally broke. So I'm sitting on the side of the road like, uh, I'm on my way to pick up my daughter and that happened. And this man just swooped up and saved me. And on the way to saving me, my best friend like drove to my car, fixed it, that wheel. And that person was just like, you know what? Keep it, put it in your trunk. And I'm like, like, no one asks for stuff like that, but it's just yeah. like, like to think like, and that's something I would do. I, whenever I see people when I'm driving on 13, I, which is a main road in Delaware, I stop and I always, I'll get out and help push somebody's car. Like, but just to think that it's happening on my side, my end is just, it just shows that there are good people in this world, but you want to keep working hard and you want to do things and don't give up. Cause there's always somebody watching. Somebody's always got your back. You know what yeah. I mean? So. For sure. Um, so you have been you've been on a D one level. You've also been at the D three level. What do you think's like the biggest difference? So like let's say like a, a young high school athlete, right? They're they're tuning into this, mm-hmm. um, and they they often do because you know I usually try to ask players this, especially when they've been in multiple levels. Um, so what do you what's your advice to like specifically like a like a kid who's trying to weigh his options, right? On if he would rather just get playing time right away, or if he'd rather you know kind of like you mentioned earlier, just kind of. Yeah trust the process and then just get, get your time. What, what's your advice I, there? Okay. So I'd say, um, okay. If, you know, if a lot of things, I think, um, you know, you should want to have fun in doing what you're doing. Um, and that's in anything you do. Like you, you know, you, no one wants to do anything for no reason, but um, like, it's good to, I think it's definitely good to, to go get that experience. Um, you know, at that division one level, you know, working hard. Cause like I have friends who stayed and, you know, they got, uh, end up getting a full ride. Um, some, some are different than others. Um, but I'd say the biggest difference in, bet- in between the two is obviously speed and, and a little bit more knowledge. I think, um, my school was lucky enough to have great coaching staff who, who are up to speed on, on what, you know, the latest, some of the latest, um, you know, I guess um, things to know about football is including like, you know, certain plays that are working, you know, certain things like that. Um, what coverages to run against, you know, what, uh, you know, what spreads and stuff like that. Uh, but, but yeah, like take a chance on yourself. I, I think that's more like a personal thing too, as well. Like if you think, you know, your family, uh, like when I was leaving high school, it was just me, you know, as far as like, um, I mean, I have family, but I don't want to, you know, throw them in the, in the dirt or nothing. But, you know, thinking about college, this is me. I didn't have, you know, mom and dad there to, to help me pay or help me, you know, do this and that in the third. It, 
it, it was all me, you know, apartments, I got to worry about that, you know, so like, you got to think about stuff like that. You know, when you're coming off to college, uh, who's going to be paying that back? Or, you know, are you taking loans out? If you did get a full ride, or if you get partial, how much is it for, you know, how many people are in your position to uh, how much who do you have to compete against? And that doesn't matter, obviously, because you know, you're all friends, you're all bros at the end of the day. But when you get on the field, it's different. Like, you know, you got to and I tell that to people I practice too. You know, people. Some people don't like how I am when I when, when I put on the pads. Just that practice, but it's it's how I have to bring that energy. So you just want to keep things like that in mind. Like, um, where is your work ethic at? Um, um, do you have to do this alone? Are you you know? Do you have stability? Uh, and you know, so you almost have to get a little bit more mature in, in your own shoes to to make to answer that you know question with with a uh, in a personal view, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's all I got for you today. I appreciate it. If you guys want to follow Isaiah, uh, check him out for sure. Instagram, it's the same as Twitter, the real Zay Mitch. Check my boy out. Uh, big things coming senior year, baby. Uh, I'm going to be tuned in for sure. And uh, we'll definitely have to hop on and do a follow-up. Get Chris yeah, Godwin baby. on here too. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit him up. Man. Maybe hey, get him on here, man. See what he do says. Do it for me. Do it for me. All right. I appreciate you, my guy. Have a good one.